every believer has the capacity to live as Jesus lived. Live victoriously over sin, sickness, death, poverty, and every evil works of the enemy. You can transform not just your own life, but the lives of people around you. The more you expose yourself to the words of God, the more you see it flow through you. In this message, Pastor Philip teaches on how you can respond to God's unconditional love for you. Live your life in the reality of His power and be all His Word says you can be. He has been good to us. He has shown us mercy. For all these three years, He has shown us mercy. He has provided for us beyond even our imagination. And he has blessed us with the most amazing people on earth. Look at yourself. Look at, just look at yourself. Look at you now. You're, you're not even celebrating yourself. <laughs> let me tell you, don't let the fact that somebody has served you breakfast affect your perception of yourself. Your boyfriend might think you are worth nothing. Your girlfriend might think you are worth nothing. But trust me, you are worth Jesus to God. The day God showed me that revelation was the day that turned my perspective, my perspective about myself totally. You know, when I was young, I talkative. I'm still talkative. Still talkative. But I talk a lot. I talk a lot. And if, if you talk a lot, let me see you talk a lot. Let me see my colleagues. Always talking. Always talking. Always talking. And there's a, there's a wrong perception that people have about people that talk. They think that people that talk don't have sense. Who said that? I feel your pain. I feel your pain. They think we don't have sense. That's why we talk, 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 talk. <laughs> All right. So this is what happened. And my one of my the, one of the people that taught us in fellowship in secondary school was a deeper life teacher, and he had a lot of problem with the fact that I was always talking. He would beat me for talking. He would discipline, and he would show me scriptures that in the multitude of words, there wanted no sin. That anyone that is talking like this will commit sin. You know, they kept, they kept doing that to me over and over. And there are people here who have terrible self-esteem issues because of what your teachers in school told you, because of what your boyfriend told you, because of what your parents told you. And you may think those things didn't mean anything until you see that your life is moving in the direction of those things. You don't know how powerful it is to keep hearing over and over that you talk too much, you talk too much. So I began to pray. I searched the scriptures and I found, you know, I used to find finding scriptures. I found what the Bible says, the hand of the Lord came upon Ezekiel and it was dumb. I found it. I said, powerful. So the hand of the Lord can come upon a man and he will be dumb, not being able to speak. So I have an Old Testament scripture and I needed a New Testament scripture, you know, because in the mouth of two witnesses, hmm, the word is established. So I looked at the New Testament. Is there anybody that got dumb in the New Testament? Can somebody give me one person? Zacharias. The hand of the Lord came upon Zacharias and was, so I began to pray. Lord, make me dumb. I'm tired of talking. You don't know what it is. I'm dealing with terrible esteem issues. And um, my, my younger brother, very quiet. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't say anything. My younger brother is like Femi. He doesn't say anything. You, you think that they are very wise. What tank? Tank a reservoir of wisdom. Hmm. Don't say anything. <laughs> so they will compare me. Look at your brother. You know what it is that this sibling rivalry is a poison. 
people are dealing with issues now. You, your, your, your sister is chubbier than you, has more flesh. You're slim. You're looking. Nothing to show. You're terrible. You're, you're dealing with serious... Oh, sorry, let me not go there. <laughs> ah, let me not go there. But there are terrible things people are dealing with, you know, perpetually comparing themselves with their siblings. So I began to pray and ask God that God would make me dumb. I found there was a particular day I would never forget. I made up my mind I was not going to say anything in class that day. Went to class, I was not going to say anything. I said, Philip, I'm, I'm going to zip it up. I'm not going to say one word. By 12 noon that day, I was already running high temperature. <laughs> high fever. They said, what's the problem? I, I don't want to talk. They said, talk. You see, because my health is tied to my tongue. I need to say something. All right. So I prayed over, over, and over. Then God says one day, shut up. I said, Lord, he said, I made you to talk. I want you to talk. I said, Lord, but they said in the month of words, they would say, no, you. I want you to talk. I made you to talk. I said, but he's putting me into trouble. He said, that's the problem. You are saying the wrong things. He said, change what you are saying, but never, never stop saying something. So he said, when I called Peter, I made him what? Fishers of men. I didn't change his occupation. I only changed the expression of his occupation. Are you following me? So what you call weakness is a gift from God. The flip side of your strength is your weakness. The perversion of your strength is your weakness. The strength of Moses was his anger. The strength of Moses was his anger. You see, Moses was perpetually angry against the servitude of Israel in Egypt. He was so angry, he killed an Egyptian. Are you following me? Are you following me? Now, do you know that there was no place in the entire scriptures where God rebuked Moses for killing that Egyptian? Show me, there's none. In fact, when it was time for God to deliver Israel from Egypt, he went to look for a man that would kill an Egyptian without hearing from God. Because the man was hungry. Your hunger is a pointer to your purpose. The things that you're hungry at, the things that you have, called, you have been called to stop. So if you are very angry, very angry with the government situations, very angry. You're very angry with you know, molestations, you're angry with child assault, you're angry with domestic abuse. You are very angry, any year you hear domestic abuse, you are very angry against domestic abuse. And you are even angry that you're supposed to be not angry with you. That why can't you see what I'm saying? No, we can't see it because I've not been called to stop you. You have been called to stop me. Your weakness, there is no such thing. I know they'll tell you mental preferences, sanguine, choleric, those things they'll tell you, but trust me, God did not create anybody and say, oh yeah, this boy is ready now to be sent to the earth. What weakness can we give him? Can you think of, can you come up with any weakness? You think God will sit down and be thinking of a weakness? No, God doesn't. God doesn't do that. The Bible says all good gifts. Somebody say perfect. Lift up your hand and say, Lord, thank you for making me perfect. So he made you perfect. He said all good gifts and perfect gifts comes from God, the Father of light, with whom there is no variableness and a shadow of turning. You are a gift from God, and so therefore you're perfect. You talk perfectly. Your height is perfect. You may be down to hurt, but you're perfect. You're perfect. You're perfect. You're perfect. Are you following me this morning? You're perfect. I have no weaknesses. I have no weaknesses. 
perversion of my strength has become my weakness. I mean, I argued this with God, and I've said it before in SLC. I argued this with God. I argued it that God, you can't tell me that I don't have a weakness. God said, look, anger is a gift. The Bible says, be angry. Ephesians 4, verse 29. Ephesians 4, 29. What does it say? Be angry and, eh? So you know, what's the meaning of and? Those of you that study English language, what is and? Hand is a conjunction that means that both clauses could have existed independently. Is that true? Be angry is an instruction. You could have stayed alone. Be angry. Thank you, Lord. And you move on. Because it takes anger against poverty to be delivered from poverty. Anger is a gift. So if you have remained on the same spot because you are not angry enough, you have remained on the same spot because you are not angry enough with your condition. And that's why I've stayed there. Anger is a gift. But what was the thing that destroyed the life of Moses? It was his anger. It's the flip side. The perversion of your strength is your weakness. Satan is not a creator. He has given no man nothing. A man can receive nothing except what? Answer me, Bible scholars can what? Except it be given. God is the giver of all things. Satan did not give anybody anything. So I said, Lord, that can be true. He says, tell me. I said, what about people that can't see anything in skirts? If they see a girl, they must go for it. I've seen people who are very, you know, vulnerable to women. Guys who cannot see, we want to see a woman, they go, they're just, you know, it's as if there's something wrong with their system. So God said, that's a gift. That came from me. How, Lord? I mean, the guy said, say, go. He tells his friend, Alpha, say, see that girl? Give me two weeks, I'll have kissed her. Have you met people like that? Have you met people like that? They can't even bet. Say, give me two weeks. Have you met people like that? Answer me now. Two weeks. Say, I'll kiss that girl. Two weeks. So they said it go. And that's a weakness. But that's a strength. God said, that's a strength. God said, for you to set a goal with minimum or no supervision. <laughs> a lot of people cannot set a goal and meet it. You set a goal to kiss that girl within two weeks and you achieved it. That's a goal. That's a gift. What Satan did is to pervert the expression of that gift, and you are using it for useless things. You should set more reasonable goals than that. You should set more goals for your finances, set more goals for your life. Say, I'm going to write a book this month. I'm going to come out with my podcast this month. Give me two weeks, I'll be done with this strategy, strategy and no financial plan. I must, you set, if you, it's the same energy, the same energy. Satan did not create anything. Everything Satan has, he stole it. Everything you see, if you see Satan going now, you say anything with him, he has stolen it. He does not have anything. He doesn't have the, He was an angel. He was a singer. He was a creative person. He didn't have, he was not a creator. He was created. I said, Lord, that can't be true. How about people that watch porn? And watch porn over porn and porn, more porn, more porn, and never get out of watching porn. And because you watch porn, the same porn, the same sex. Mm. Why you watch black, you watch white? Same sex, same sex. Same story, same sex. Why are you watching different, 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 different ones? Why are you watching different, different ones? It's not the same thing. I know why only one watch one. Say you watch the games. Give me another one. Why are they doing that? God says it's a gift. Insatiability is a gift. The ability to remain perpetually dissatisfied is a gift. God wants you perpetually dissatisfied. It meant the only way to stay on with God is to remain dissatisfied. And so you have a vacuum in your heart that is not feelable. Are you following my point? 
There's a vacuum in your heart that you are stuffing it with the wrong thing. There's a God-sized vacuum in any man's, every man's heart. Nothing can fill it but God. Not money, not job, not woman, not sex, not drink, nothing but God. And so you have that vacuum and you keep stuffing it into it. You, never, you, never, you are never able to get enough of what you're looking for. So God is the only thing that can satisfy you. And God needs such people who are just, they, they just can't, you come and spend time before God, four hours, three hours, two hours, they never get enough of God. And so what they use is they use their appetite for porn. You just trick it. Now you have appetite for God. The Bible says, as the same way you have pursued after unrighteousness, pursue after righteousness. Satan did not have anything. So the day God revealed that to me, I became very proud of myself. Big bum bum, big breast, big head, big brown shoulder, all those things you see on Instagram. Just, you just, 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 just obsessed with rubbish. Look at this. I look straight at the mirror. I said, boy, you're perfect. You're God's perfect creation. Anybody bigger than you is too big. Anybody tries too tall. They're just too tall. This is the perfect standard. The perfect set. So that perspective, there is nothing my girlfriend or my boyfriend or my buddy or my anybody can say that can change my perspective of myself. God already died on the cross because of me. He paid the ultimate price to buy me back. I don't care what anybody else thinks. Somebody was willing to die. Somebody's son don't find me already. And man, he didn't only find me. He was willing to die to get me back. Hallelujah. Come on, celebrate Jesus. Isn't that amazing? All right, we're going to be rounding up the loss of prosperity this morning. So take out your notes. I'm going to be rushing through it. After this sermon, you will need to get the sermon link. Please don't dull yourself. Time to say, neighbor. No dulling. God didn't make anybody poor. In the entire scriptures, Genesis to Revelation, there is nobody that God promised poverty. God promised people a lot of things, <laughs> but he didn't promise anybody poverty. God didn't make anybody poor. God has never done anything that turned anybody downwards. Poverty is not a gift from God. Poverty is a curse. And so Jesus wasn't poor. In 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9, he says, you know is grace of God. Give it to me. 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9. 8 verse 9. 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9. King James. For you know the grace of our Lord. You know the grace of God. Jesus Christ. Yep. Mark, I see you. That though he was rich. Jesus, though, was rich, yes. Yet for your sakes. Now, the Bible says, are you looking at your Bible? Bibeli Reda. What's your Bible? Do you have a Bible? Look at your Bible. The Bible says, for you know the grace of God. Hmm? Jesus, though he was what? Rich. Jesus was rich. Then what? Yet for your sakes. The Bible says that it was for our sakes that Jesus became poor. So that what? That through his poverty. So that through his poverty. You might be rich. Now, I want you to sink in that scripture very well. That Jesus became poor so that I will be rich. If I am not rich, I have made his becoming poor a waste. Religion will quickly be telling you that what it meant was spiritual riches and spiritual poverty. You know, as you are reading it, religion will be helping you put spiritually in front. That you know, the grace of God, 
after he was, though he was spiritually rich, yet for a sake he became spiritually poor, that he through his spiritual poverty might be spiritually rich. Religion wants you to remain poor. That's what religion wants you to do. And so it says here that it is spiritual. But if you read the book of entire 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, 8, or chapter 9, you find out that what he was saying was real money. The blessing of the Lord does what? Make it what? The blessing of the Lord makes rich. Someone say rich. Say the blessing makes rich. Say it again. Say the blessing makes rich. Say it again. Say the blessing is supposed to make me rich. Yeah. Jesus Christ was not poor. When he became poor, when did he become poor? That was my question. When did Jesus become poor? Romans said he became sin. When did Jesus Christ become sin? When did he become sin? When did he become poor? When I look at people talk about Jesus Christ and how they came from a poor family, I laugh. And I said in my status yesterday that Joseph and Mary were not poor. Joseph and Mary gave birth to Jesus in the manger, not because they couldn't afford a better place. It was because there was no space. The Bible says, the Bible was very clear to the reason why they gave birth to that guy in the manger. He said there was no space in the inn. Why? They were conducting censors and everyone had come from where they were and came, come into that city. This guy and this lady have never had a child before. I'm sure they don't even know what, what to do. If, they had, if, they had, if that was their second or their child, maybe they would have even planned earlier. They didn't plan for that boy properly. That was the only reason why he was born in the manger. It was not because they couldn't afford a better place. Don't let Satan buffet you with thoughts of poverty. Joseph was a very famous carpenter in Israel. The Bible says they said of Jesus, is this not the son of Joseph the carpenter? He was not a Jekuruje, you know, just local. He was well known in the city as a carpenter. Jesus Christ was not poor. Anyone that can command fishes into the boat like that is not poor. If he was in fishing business, he would shut down the fishing industry. All his computers would go out of market. Someone that can turn water to wine is not poor. He just comes as an Igbo man. Sorry. Sorry. No, but you have to agree with me that the Igbo people are the most industrious people in Nigeria. You have to agree with me. I mean, if, if Lot was an Igbo man, I'd say, hey, your wife don't turn salt. See? Hey, no. Ah, Okochuku, salt and sons. Industry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Begin bagam. I beg your pardon, please. If Jesus was an Igbo man, salt and sons. It will shut down the wine industry. Because the Bible says his wine was the best. Was the finest wine. Someone that can turn water to wine was not poor. He needed to pay his tax one time. There was no money. He asked Peter to go catch a fish. That there was a gold coin in the mouth of the fish. Where was he? How did he know? Someone that can, that can command. You see, prosperity is the ability to command money at will. There are people who don't have money in their account now, but if they need one billion, they'll get it. That's, that's prosperity. The Bible says his cloth, his cloth that he was wearing, the soldiers were casting lot for it. The garment he wore, um, uh, yeah, there was no place, they, they didn't sew it. There was no place they could cut, they couldn't cut it. It was beautifully made. That was what Christ was wearing. It wasn't poor. Jesus had a sheep. The most prominent, you know, means of transmission in those days was boats, sheep. And the Bible says he had the, the boat had the inner chamber where he, Jesus, would go and sleep. 
and he was sleeping there and there was a storm and he was sleeping so comfortably the storm didn't wake him up. He was not pretending to be sleeping. He was not sleeping spiritually. He was sleeping. Are you following my point? So Jesus was not poor. Jesus was not poor. Jesus was not poor. Jesus, anyone that can take five bread and feed 5,000 with it is not poor. This sackbat thing cannot reach him. He cannot, he, 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 Jesus, how can Jesus be poor? How? How, how was he poor? When did he become poor is the question. He became poor on the cross. Jesus died all deaths on the cross and he rose to all life when he rose up. So on the cross, he died financially. He died spiritually. The Bible says there was a separation between him and his father. He says, my father, my father, why have you forsaken? Oh God, oh God, why have you forsaken me? He had, he had, he had a spiritual death on the cross. He had bodily death. All the, all the sickness in the world came on Jesus. That also happened to him on the cross. So it was on the cross. You see, you need to, your disposition towards this must change to be able to benefit from it. Are you following my point? So when you walk out of this room, you know that it is God's perfect will for you to be prosperous. So what are the keys? I said number one is his word. The word of God is his first key for transformation. The word of God is the most important tool that God has. He doesn't even have any other. John chapter 1 verse 1 to 3 says that with it was everything made that was made. If God wants to change your life, he's going to speak a word into it. The word of God is everything. Ecclesiastes 8 verse 4. Ecclesiastes 8 verse 4. He said, for where the word of a king is, there is power. The power of God accompanies his word. As I'm preaching right now, there is power available in this room. I tell you the truth. If you are sick in your body and you're plugging right now, like that wonderful daughter of mine was talking about rejoice. She said it. She had asthma. For how many years was that? How many years was the asthma? So, ulcer. Five years ulcer. Sitting down there. And I was sharing my testimony. How that God healed me. And she plugged in. She was in the church. There were many people in the church with her. She said, no, this is the end of this thing. And for, since last year till now, she had had no symptom of ulcer. A condition she had suffered with for five years. I did not lay hands on her. Word. Just word. As I'm preaching, the word of God is available. That's why you cannot allow anything to distract you. In year 2000, I will never forget, year 2000, I was listening to Bishop David Dibble's message, understanding the roots of sickness and diseases. Year 2000 makes it 22 years now, isn't it? 2000, I was in the chemist where I was managing a chemist as a young teenager. And he said that in 1979, he was to go preach somewhere and he had running nose. And the nose was running and he had to be using handkerchief and he was supposed to go preach. And Satan said, don't worry, it's this dusty road. that said, shut up there, you Satan. Why is everybody not having gone over with handkerchiefs? And with the violence of faith, threw away his handkerchiefs. He said, I will, I will not touch this thing since then. He said, his nose has stopped running since then. His nose has stayed in one place. Now, I have been coughing for two weeks. Two weeks of very serious, embarrassing cough. A cough that goes, eh, eh, eh. Hello, the doctor. That kind of cough that everybody's concerned. Can't even cough now, that time cough now, that we have a bull and all kinds of things. I was coughing. 2000, year 2000. I heard that testimony and I said, once I coughed, I said, this is the last time I'll cough till I die. 
Someone was with me there in the chemist, laughed, said, you have been coming for the past two weeks. I said, and I forgot. By the evening of that day, she reminded me, do you know I've been watching you since then, you've not had any cough? And for 22 years now, I've not had any reason to use any cough drug for 22 years. It was a word. I was not even there when he preached it. I was hearing a recorded word. The word of God is as powerful as it is, whether it is recorded, written, printed, or said. The word of God is his tool. So what I'm supposed to do with God's word? Number one, I'm supposed to find God's word. I said that already. I'm supposed to find God's word. Daniel chapter 9, verse 2. Daniel chapter 9, verse 2. Write it down. Daniel 9, verse 2. He said, I, Daniel, understood by books that Israel was supposed to spend 70 years. So Daniel found God's word for Israel, that Israel was supposed to spend only 70 years in Babylon. So he began to pray. He began to pray. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 14 says, when you find it, there will be a reward. Number two, I'm supposed to meditate upon the word. Sorry, I'm, I'm supposed to speak the word. Number three, I'm supposed to meditate upon the word. Number four, I'm supposed to act on the word. Number two key, I said kingdom priority. Putting God's kingdom first. Matthew 6, 33 says that we're supposed to seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first. If you're going to prosper in God's way, you are supposed to seek first God's kingdom. Someone says, stay on, say neighbor. Seek first God's kingdom. What it means that you put God first before yourself. You put God first before yourself. God first all the time. Some of us can't even see God first when we wake up. We check our phone first. You have not even checked whether your hand is still there or your leg is still working. God first. God first. I learned from my father. My father was an herbalist. I grew up in a, in a shrine with my father. My father never says anything in the morning except he has spoken to his gods. When he wakes up in the morning, he will be gesticulating. If you go meet him in his room early, he has to be in his shrine by 6 o'clock. He says in the morning, but if you need to see him, he will just be gesticulating. He never opens his mouth to say anything to anybody until he has spoken to a dead God. How much more we believers? God first. Prosperity will come if I seek God first. Put God first. Put God things priority. Number three, I spoke about giving. Someone say giving. Say it loud. Say giving. Say it again. Say giving. Yes, giving. Giving. Only what is sown is permitted to multiply. Giving is the foundation for prosperity in the kingdom. Look at that drama. Give foundation. No one gives to God. And trust me, Satan can never tell you to give to God. I know Satan and I know God. He will never tell you. He will never tell you. I would have loved to give you stories upon stories, but I don't have time this morning. Are you following my point? So giving, only what is sown is permitted to multiply. If I am very arm twisted, very hard fisted, I cannot give anything, then I'm not a candidate for God's prosperity. God wants you to give. Giving is a pathway out of poverty. Poverty is not an excuse not to give. Poverty is not an excuse not to give. That young boy had only one plate of five bread and two fishes. That was all he had. Yet he gave it. He went back home with 12 baskets of bread and fish. But pastor, I didn't have anything. You don't have anything? Are you sure you don't have anything? Giving God 10 years I go and look for it in mint. Tender and mint. That's what I have. There is nobody that doesn't have anything. There's nobody in this house. People have dropped their research. People have dropped their shoes. 
just to ensure that something leads them to God. Poverty is not an excuse. That Shulamite woman in the book of First Kings chapter 17 had just a meal left. Poverty is not an excuse not to give. Poverty, not giving because of poverty is to remain in poverty. Shulamite woman had just one meal. She gave her meal. The Bible says the oil did not cease. The flour did not go dry. Supply. Pastor Debo said when he was going to collect his um, gratuity, he resigned. Well, the Lord told him to resign as a professor in mathematics at the University of Lagos to face full-time ministry. He didn't know what he was going to do to survive. But God, he believed that God was going to take care of him. But even in that belief, he had more faith in his gratuity. Are you following me? Are you following me? He had more faith in his gratuity. They were going to give him a lot of money, you know, as a, as a, retiree, a retirement benefit. He was already calculating, you know, that he's going to use that money to do this. He says, the money came. God says, hey, very good. Now that this money has arrived, we're going to use this money to buy generators for all the parishes of redeem. He said, yes, Lord, I can hear you. You are telling me to use half of the money to buy. Not to confuse the Lord. God says, no, son. I said, we're going to use all of the money. He thought he was going to die. <laughs> he gave all his money to buy generators. Pastor Debo is 80 years old today. On his 60th, oh, 60th birthday, he announced that the cash gifts he got as, Daddy, thank you, sir, for being a blessing to us. Daddy, we thank you, sir. The cash, not kind, not houses, not cars, not buildings, just cash. The cash that he got, he said if he's spending one, one million every day, that he cannot finish it till he dies. That was 20 years ago. That if he's spending one million every day, till he dies, he cannot finish it. This was the man that made a call in the same Nigeria. That how many of you want to give God one billion naira in this meeting? And a crowd ran out in that same church. But there was a time. All he had was his pension. Poverty is not an excuse not to give. So I don't have. Remove your shirt. You don't have what? You don't have what? You don't have what? Bishop Ugo said there was one time he didn't have any money to give for offering. So he asked the pastor, how much do you pay the person that comes to sweep this place? He said, we pay maybe 20 naira. He said, I'll sweep it. Don't give it to him. So he came, swept the whole church. He said, Lord, that's my offering. 20 naira. They would have given him, give it to the Lord. So they don't have what? Pastor not an excuse not to give. The first foundation of our giving is our tithes. I don't want to spend too much time that I said about Abraham was a tither. In Genesis chapter 14, give it to me, Genesis 14. I, I need to do more. Genesis 14, verse 18. Genesis 14, verse 18. And there went out the king of Sodom and the king of Gomorrah and the king of Adam and the king of Zeboim and that, 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 that. And Messiah said the king of Salem. That's verse 18, Abby. Yes, sir. Brought forth bread and wine. Read on, continue. And he was the priest of the Most High God. Mercedes was the priest of the Most High God, yes? And he blessed him. He blessed Abraham. And said, and said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most blessed High God. Blessed be the Abraham of the Most High God, yes? Possessor of heaven and earth. Possessor of heaven and earth, yes? And blessed be the Most High God. Keep reading. Which had delivered thine enemies into thy hands. Yes. And he gave him tithes of Abraham all. Abraham gave tithes of everything that he bought from his battle and gave it to Melchizedek. Melchizedek is a priest in the likelihood of Christ. He was not a Levitical priest. The Bible calls him the king and the priest of Salem. He had no beginning, he had no ending. 
He was a type of Christ in the Old Testament. Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 13 that Jesus is a priest after the order of men. So this was before the law. This was before Moses' law. You see, Moses' law brought a curse on not paying tithes. Christ paid the price by taking out the curse. Are you following my point? So he paid the price and the blessing. Continue. And the king of Sodom. Now the king of Sodom came. Said unto Abraham. This is satanic. Yes. Give me the persons. He says, give me all the persons. And take the goods to thyself. Take the goods to yourself. So he's telling Abraham now, don't worry, just give me all the woman being. You carry everything. Carry all the goods. Because Abraham had gone to fight one, was going to return everything to Sodom. What, what, what happened next? And Abraham said to the king of Sodom. Abraham said to the king of Sodom. I have lipped up mine hand unto the Lord. Is, are you following this scripture? I don't know if you are following this with your hands. What does it say? I have lifted up mine hand unto the Lord. Yes. The most high God. Yes. The possessor of heaven and earth. Yes. That I will not take from a thread. I will not take a thread. Yes. Even to two latchets. Yes. And that I will not take anything that. Yes. Lest I, thou should say. Lest you should say. I have made Abraham rich. So Abraham was so confident of his financial future. That's why I will not take anything. So if I take something now, you are going to say, you are the one that made Abraham rich. He was so sure he was going to be rich. Are you following my point? Are you following me? He had just paid his tithes. He had just paid his tithes. And they were bringing saying, no, no, forget. This guy will be rich. When I was going to start SLC, you know there's a way, obviously when you're going, you say, greet no man on the way. You know what I'm talking about? There's a way you greet people. Hey, I'm going you. I'm going to start ministry. You. Say, yeah, I'll be going. Hey, I'm just letting you know. I'm going you. That kind of greeting. We are greeting to express something. So there are people in our church where I left who were very prominent people. I mean, they are judges, they are business mongols, who would have given me some, give me about a million or two million solid, grounded people. I block all their numbers. I block it. Less animal who say, I made Philip. Where SLC is today, no human being on earth can take the glory. Not even me. Why can't it be me? I don't have any experience in pastoring. So I didn't bring my experience to bear. I didn't bring anything to the table. It's only my heart I drop on the table. Let's anyone say, I made Abraham rich. Fight, number one. I must give. Number two, I must give to promoting the kingdom of God. Matthew 6, verse 33. Seek ye first. I must give to promoting the kingdom of God. I must give to promoting the kingdom of God. Promotion of God's kingdom. What is God's kingdom about? What God is on earth to do? Soul winning. Soul winning. Getting souls saved. I must be interested in that. I was showing on my status that was a Bible. I never know that blue Gideon's Bible. I was, I was showing a picture of my status yesterday. That Bible. How many of you had a copy in your life? See? See? How many of you bought, you bought one? How many of you knew where it came from? Do you know that thing did not come from heaven? Human beings paid for that. There was literally no house in Lagos. I grew up in Lagos. There was no house in Lagos, even Muslim houses, that you won't find that Bible. If you go to hotels, you find it there. There were wealthy people that put their money behind printing the Bibles. Very wealthy people. Sent it everywhere. That's kingdom. That's not tight. Eh? That's not tight. That's, that's way. It's, tight is the foundation. What are we saying? You cannot even pay for kingdom. You're you are dragging with tight. God knows. Right? <laughs> How will you give billions to the kingdom? What other tithes can give? Billions. Has somebody in reading? Somebody in Winners Chapel, when Bishop built ten thousand churches by the grace of God, I, I, I heard it from his own mouth that there were church members that built five. 
Some churches cut like five million to build in villages. Put the pastor there. Pay the pastor salary. Human beings. Someone say human beings like me. Human beings like me. Furnish the place. One human being said will pay the salary of one thousand of the pastors. Excuse me. If he's paying them fifty thousand per month, how much is that? How much is that? If he's paying the fifty thousand, how much is that in a month? Fifty million. Every month. Someone say human being like me. So, but it starts with the heart. Are you following my point? It must first be in your heart before it gets to your hand. Some people cannot even think it in there. They never go for me. I know that I don't get what I could do with money. That's why the money cannot get into your hands. What is in your heart? And you don't need to promise God. Only if God give me 10 million, you already know how you are going to spend it. He saw how you spent the last 5,000. He knows if God put 50, God does not need, the Bible says that he's faithful in little. He's fa- he didn't say we'll be faithful in much. He said he's already faithful in much. God already knows how you are going to spend the money he gives you by how much you are spending, the one you are spending, how much you used to buy shoe. How much you used to buy all kinds of things. Where did God come in that thing? Where, where was God's money there? Promotion. We pay for transport for people. You know, the transport people sent me a budget for convention. They sent over 600,000. Over 600,000 just to convey people to church for convention and pastor Kingsley program. It's on my table now. Budget awaiting approval. We're going to approve it. But in my mind, people are there. I say, no, pastor, I'm joining. There are people that say, pastor, I'm joining you on this. I'm joining you on this. You are paying that people will come and hear, hear God's word. It may be one person, like that, my wonderful daughter. She got healed because somebody was willing to drop a seed that brought her. So that person's healing is tied to your gifts. Paul says, you are partakers of my grace. If I get to heaven, everybody that got saved, everybody that got healed because you paid their transport, you are going to be partakers of the reward because you paid it. That's what the couple of months It's not about buying his next shoe. If I want to buy a car, I can go and buy a car now. I can just come out and go and buy a car. But that's not my, that's my priority. I can drive one car if I want to. People are going to give me Rolls Royce tomorrow. It's not a problem. I told the leaders, I said, look, a time will come in, in leadership meeting, we want to do workers' meeting. We'll go to the blue oceans of Hawaii. We'll just go to Hawaii. They say Nigeria is too noisy. They're making noise. We'll travel and go. We'll go and have a meeting, workers' meeting in the yacht. Because that place, we're very, you know, there's no noise here. And when we are done, we fly back. That's the level we're going to. So it's not about okay, buying next shoe, buying next, 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 next wristwatch. That's not, that's, not, that's not kingdom. Kingdom priority. How important is God's kingdom? There are people who are benefiting from that boss. You believe it? Va. And in their mind, they say, hey, hey, now I don't know what I could take money to do now. They are benefiting from that. And they, they are, they, in their mind, they say, hey, if people have sense, you know that you're not wasting your money like this. They are beneficiaries. And yet, they are beneficiaries. They say, I cannot be staying in this boss forever. I must put a boss on the road for SLC. I must put a boss on the road. They are in the boss and they say, God, if only you can give me money, I must put a boss on the road, a Marco Polo boss, to get people to church. I had like it was a one woman. That bought all the chairs in Vietnamese church. That glory though. One woman bought the entire chairs there. Say, God, give me, give me money, God. You see what I'll do with you. And God knows their hearts. God already knows their hearts. Puts the money in their hearts. Say, if only you give it to me, if only the one they gave you, what do you do with it? Say, it's not much. What did you do with this? I've gone to preach somewhere. My heart was so touched. And I was preaching, I thought I was preaching. It's a young people's church. Preach, finish preaching. And I told them about some things we're doing. And one guy ran to me. He said, Pastor, can you please take this 1,000 naira 
as my seed. Was, I asked him, kneel down, kneel down. In the name, I took them and I blessed him with all my heart. See, only him came out. I didn't ask for money. But only him had enough sense that if this guy is doing this, young people are getting saved, my children must not have issues with crack. I must sow seeds in advance that my children will not have issues with drugs and prostitution. Let me begin to sow seeds that help other young people because what I make happen for others, God will make happen for me. That's, that's it. So it's kingdom. Kingdom. Kingdom priority. How important is the kingdom to you? I, I beg. Oh, Bajen, go Bajen. He cannot spoil. People have withdrawn their money. One pastor said, a man came to meet him. He said, I don't like what you're preaching. If you don't change it, I'll have to withdraw family. You know, and he had a big family. And we're going to leave the church. He said, you can't that dictate to me what I'm going to preach. He said, well, then that means I'll leave it. And the man went and said, the pastor looked down from the window. That was a very painful decision. He said, God, there goes the biggest giver in our church. God said, no, I'm still here. <laughs> God is the biggest giver in the church. We are all channels. We are just opportune channels. Nobody. There's nothing that you have that God can. God gave everything that you have came from God. So number two is kingdom. Number three is giving to the poor. Galatians 6 verse 10. Give it to the poor. Galatians 6 verse 10. Give it to me. Do more. Galatians chapter 6 verse 10. What does it say? As we have therefore opportunity, yes. Let us do good unto all men. Let us do good unto all men. Especially unto them who are of the household of So the Bible says that being able to do good is an opportunity. It calls it an opportunity. Seeing an opportunity to do good. Somebody's there who couldn't pay their hospital bills and you're there to pay it for them. Somebody's there who couldn't pay their school fees. One child, one boy walked up to me in church. I've never seen the mother before when our former venue. <laughs> See, daddy, said, they pushed me from school. They ran to me. I said, ah, where's your mommy? His mommy doesn't come to our church. I've never seen his mom before. But I know their house is not very far from that place. So he comes to church every Sunday morning. I'm, where's okay, okay, you guys know. Where's Bisway? What's not that guy? I, don't, I can't even remember his name. Is it Bisoy? What's, what's his name? That small boy. Emmanuel or something. Emmanuel. Okay. Say, I said, school fees? I said, how much is school fees? Say, maybe 15,000 or something. Say, they push you from school? Bring your, to, bring your mom to church. So he brought his mom. The mom was coming to church for the first time. Say, he doesn't have school fees. I, said, I collected the account details of the school. Wired the money there. Go back to school. So the mom started coming to church from that time. But we didn't do that because... So the mom will come to, she doesn't come here anymore because their house is very close. They only go there. So it's not that I moved there. She doesn't come here. But I couldn't see that boy staying at home with, because of 15,000. 15,000. There was a school around Dawaki that they didn't have lights. I was a pastor of a home cell. Pastor of home cell. Just home cell. I was not, I was not main pastor. I was not even pastor. Just home cell. My home cell. There's this school. They have not had lights in that school for 14 years. All the fridge in the school have now become cupboard. There are only two toilets. And the school was servicing over 500 pupils. Imagine a school with over 500 pupils with no water. And there's toilet there. I said, never! We're giving them light. We're giving them light. I went to Nepal. How much does it cost to wire this place? To bring a cable light? They said 100,000. I said 100,000? To bring light? We are. Wire 100,000 fast. They brought in light straight. The day they pump water, you need to see how the children were dancing under the water. 14 years of desert experience. 
The poor are opportunities for elevation. The poor around you. That's it that gives to the poor. Lend death to the Lord and he will give him back again. Because of my time, I have to rush. Please give me 10 more minutes. Media. Number four, give to your parents. Give to your parents. Give to your father. Give to your mother. Ephesians 6, verse 1 to 3. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1. Give it to me. Do more. Ephesians 6, verse 1 to 3. What does it say? Children, obey your parents. Obey your parents. In the Lord. In the Lord. For this is right. For this is right. What, can, what answer is that? KJV. KJV, yes. Honor thy father and mother. Honor thy father and your mother. Which is the first commandment with promise. Which is the first commandment with a promise. That so the Bible says that if you honor your parents, you have a promise. A promise of long life. Giving to your parents is another channel for prosperity. Some of us are here. Our parents have never eaten one night of our money before. We'd rather die. If you know how this man is okay, give him is your father. Give him is your father. Honor. That's what scripture says. Honor thy father, honor thy mother. Honor. Say, can never. They are richer than me now. Yes. That's what you give to them. You give to them because they're richer than you. Because the Bible says, without contradiction, the less is blessed of the greater. The less is blessed of the greater. The less is blessed. Oh, my mentors are richer than me. Oh, my mentors are richer than me. All of them are richer. There's no one of my mentors that is I'm richer as the person. So I give to my biological parents. I give to my biological parents figure, because my, both of my parents are dead. Figure of my biological parents. Christmas period, package. Sometimes on a quarterly basis, package. My wife, my wife puts a dad on salary. Quarterly. Like that. Sent money to him. Sends money to him. It's a channel for blessing. What they do with it, say, I got this money to drink, Kai Kai. Leave it. <laughs> Give it to him like that. He's too old for you to change. It's not your business to change him. Say, I don't want him to spend it. He's going to spend it. Leave it. You're, you are only obeying the covenant. Let your parents bless you when they are alive. Isaac said to Esau, go get me venison such as I like that my soul may bless you. The same applies today. Whether they are born again or not born again. Honor thy parents. Honor. I could show you scripture and scripture, but I don't have time. They are people like you are living in your parents' house. Ordinarily, that light finish. To just contribute small quarter. Never. You'd rather die in darkness. <laughs> you use all your two hands to eat burgers. And when you are finished with nothing. There's not, your parents cannot trade one naira that came from your pockets to them. He sent you to school. I didn't want to brought me to the world. Did I beg to come here? This generation must be taught. This generation must be taught. Honor is very absent in this generation. Even spiritual parents. Honor is very far. No honor. No, no. Nothing. No, no. Some people even think oh, they're going to collect from their spiritual parents. They look at this issue, they want to collect it. They look at this mystery, they want to collect it. My, my, my spiritual parent, my spiritual, my father in the Lord, Evangelical Gashita, had his 50th birthday last week. Sent a broadcast message to all of us who are his children. I flew all the way to Lagos and flew back and didn't see him. 
I didn't see. When I told my wife, didn't believe it. You mean this? I said, I didn't see. He said, why? I said, I was sitting there, but I didn't know how I'm going to go and meet him. In front of everybody, I said, am I the, the, the choice child or what? All these other human beings that sit here, I said, but you came from Abuja. I said, but I don't know how to go there. I said, ah, we came from Abuja. It was a big, I mean, the governor of Akwai Bomb was there in person. And was, I didn't know how to go and meet him. I didn't know how to stand up where I was sitting down to go and say, yes, yes, yes. I'm here. So because I was going to go, my flight was in the evening. I, didn't want to be, I sent him a message that he didn't see. That's why I'm sorry I had to leave. I don't want to be late for my flight. I don't even know how this traffic is left. When he saw it, he couldn't believe it. He said, you were there? I said, yes. He said, you are his son indeed. He started blessing me. Son indeed. Son indeed. Honor. 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 There are people that can never be poor in this life. If all the cohorts of hell come down, they can't be poor. Because of the blessing of the progenitors. That's on them. Their mothers have blessed them. Their fathers have blessed them. Let all the enemies in their office gather together. They will fall at their feet. They have a mother praying for them. They have a father who has spoken words over them. Say, as you are going, Buburuko on this chalice here, they can't die. He said that your life may be long on the earth. So you got the money. You are any tetra. You cannot give 500 naira. That's the very chat card. You must finish it. It's not much. It's not much. It's not much. It's not much. How will it be much? I take money to my spiritual parents. I was to Bishop Abe. I did a wine case for Bishop Abe. A wooden wine case. The amount I spent on creating that wooden wine case is almost four times the cost of the wine. Just the case. Oh no. And I used my hand to carry You know, ladies. I cased it. He said, What? He didn't believe it. He said, My name is on it. His name was engraved on the bottle. His name was engraved on the wood. I spent time to do it. Oh no. I was very deliberate about honoring it. My wife and I would go there with taking seats in foreign currencies. We knew that. Bless us. I can never be poor. Me. The oil that is dripping, it's not that I cannot see it. I'm dripping glory. <laughs> Words are spoken. We have to be sure, baby. So if you are, your fathers are not perfect. Forget. Nobody here. I know your, your father, not, you know. Your parents are not perfect. But every gift of God is perfect. It is the man that's not perfect. The gift of God in him is perfect. So you may even hear things about your parents. I have a spiritual father that someone started saying things about. I was telling my wife, just my wife this morning. It's my spiritual father. And I was speaking to his son. Some people are going to end up, they are going to end up in poverty. You see, poverty says, poverty, ah, my God, I don't have to explain poverty. Somebody was fighting me yesterday because our guys, when we were trying to remove our, our stuff from our former place, they broke a store. They broke that store because they were thinking that maybe some of our things may be there. So they broke the store, you know, the place was very clumsy. They couldn't get anything. It called me very furious that those are the things that he got for his wedding almost 10 years ago that he put there. The remaining things. That's he's talking to me. He can't even go there because of the enough dust. 10 years ago wedding. The gifts they gave you. You put it there. And you are fuming like this, Augusta, you are poor. We did not take any gifts. All the gifts they gave us are in Lagos. You want to come and go there and check if you can find anything there that you like. I've already bought our freezer. I've already bought our fridge. I've already bought, what would they give you? You know, tumbler, give you all kinds of things. Oh, we wristwatch clock. <laughs> what? Flowers. Nigeria, what does Nigeria mean? 
And it's gift to gifts. If you give me a gift, I keep it. I wrap it. Change it around. If you're not careful, if I even get a gift you're giving me for. Say it's a full circle. So this boy was talking about his father. His father, who I show me to. I said, I saw that this b-board, and that's amazing. He said, forget. He said, that's not what he need now. So what does he need? He said, you're going to retire. Ah, retire? For what? How old is he? He said, that guy in the church is dying. That since he left, you know, they have a lot of things. I just called the call. Hello, hello, hello? Eh, eh? <laughs> eh, eh? This network, sha. Bing. Error of Brooklyn, where so me, I should sit down with you and be talking about your father like that. No honor. Oh, no. They, they slaughtered their parents. This is them. And you want to prosper. How? The parents are God's channels. They are not perfect. I admit. Your father might even be taking aqua. All the money gives him. Might be aqua. If you put say, Daddy, I have 5K for you every month. Daddy, I have 10K for you every quarter. Daddy, I have 1, one million for you every year. Whatever he does, you have already honored your part of the covenant. Someone say honor. This is a very critical part of prosperity that most people in the church don't understand. The grace that we enjoy today in SLC is a, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a grace that came on me through honor. I know how to honor the parents. When I was leaving my church, my pastor said a lot of terrible things about me. I had the ability to scatter the meeting. Let me tell you this. Oh, I don't know why I'm telling you this this morning. Maybe there's somebody that needs to hear this. They said a lot of lies against me, and I had the ability to scatter that meeting. Because he had told me stuff about the people in those meetings, terrible stuff about them, that if I began to recount those stuff, that meeting would scatter that day. And the, the real me, you see the real me, I don't go home to receive response. You see the response, I am a talkative. My response I, is, I don't think it will come out. What I'm going to tell you, if you are, if you are, if you are very close to me, you know what I'm saying. If you ask me any question now, I will give you answer as though I, you asked me yesterday. I have scripture for everything. I have scripture for lying. I have scripture, I have scripture for everything. Are you following my point? If you are very close to me, you know that you don't. My friends, they say that you don't even think. I don't think. It's, it's there. It's follow come. I can't help it. I have a response. So while he was saying those things about me, I could have said something. Honor kept me quiet. Honor. My pastor says, Philip! When Saul killed the javelin at David, David could have taken that javelin and pinned Saul to the wall with one throw. Someone that stoned Goliath. But what did David do? He quit. That's honor. That's honor. It's honor to cover your father's nakedness. That was what harm they had. Shem and Japheth. The father pronounced a blessing and cursed Canaan and harm. Oh, no. I didn't see anything. I was crying. People say, hey, yeah, you really pain him. What was pain? I have many things to say. <laughs> I have many things to say. And I walked away from that meeting. Every result you see today were results of honor. Honor. This generation needs to be taught. We don't. Just take it pastor. Finish him on Facebook. Take it slaughter him on Instagram. You are talking here, you don't even know anything. Same thing with your parents. So honor here, the Bible says honor the Lord with your substance. We talk about giving. Give to your parents. Okay, I'm going to round up because my time is up, but I'm just going to round up with this last part. I'm going to talk about working. Next week's our convention. I can't preach this message here. That will be next month. 
I'll preach next month. Okay, so how does God want you to give? God wants you to give honorably. Someone say honorably. Say last, say honorably. I'll finish in five minutes, I promise. Honorably. Malachi chapter 1, verse 6 to 8. Help me do more. You have to read very fast. Just like that. Malachi 1, 6 to 8. Honorably. God wants you to give him honorably. Malachi 1, 6 to 8. What does it say? A son honors his father. And a servant his master. If then I be a father. If I be a father. Where is my honor? Where is my honor? And if I be a master. If I be a master. Where is my fear? Where is my fear? Serve the Lord. Serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. All priests that despise my name. All priests that despise my name. Continue. And say, yes. Wherein have we despised thy name? Yes. Ye offer polluted bread upon my altar. Yep. And ye say, Yes. Wherein have we polluted thee? Yes. In that ye say, Yes. The table of the Lord is contemptible. Yes. And if ye offer the blind for sacrifice, if you brought that the offer the blind, yes. Is it not evil? Is it not evil? And if ye offer the lame and the sick, the lame and the sick, is it not evil? Is it not evil? Offer it now unto Thy offer what you want to offer to me to your governor first. Will he be pleased with you? Will he be pleased with you? Or accept thy person? Or accept your person? So God says, if you want to offer, offer honorably. Offer honorably. You know some people undo their offering. Is the last? They just say, okay, what remains here? Okay, this this should go. This should do. That's all right. After all, it's just God. You can't give that to your governor. You can't give that to your president. Honor. When I say lift up your offerings above your head. It's honor. It's an attitude. It's an attitude around giving. It's even more important than the content of what you are giving. I told you about I used to go and convert to dollars. I will go. I was planning. I don't, I, don't, I don't give without planning. I give. I would have planned this is what I want to give God in every service. This is what I'm going to give. This one is God's own. If God sees me as I'm arranging it, this is God. Honor. You see, that honor is more important than the, it puts value and worth on what you are giving. There's somebody that will give you 10 naira now, you, you are going to rejoice. Say, yeah, 10 naira. You are going to thank the person. And someone will give you 10 naira. You say, me? Are you, why are you insulting me? Bible says, as, as God has blessed everyone, so let him give. Give at your level. Give as God has blessed you. Number two, give cheerfully. Give cheerfully. Bible says in the book of 2 Corinthians, say, God loves a cheerful giver. Don't give. Number three, I'm rushing this. Give willingly. Don't give under pressure. Don't let anybody give you. Say, there are 10 people in this line. Marco Settel ever had. The Lord said, you are going to give 10, 10 million each. Ah, and nobody there even have 2, two million. You're not under pressure. There's no need to. God will never ask you what you don't have. Hmm? So don't give under pressure. Don't give under obligation. Don't give under compulsion. If God says you should give, let it be God. But don't let anybody put you under pressure to give. Give as you are willing to. Open to 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 12. I wish I could read this Bible. I'm telling you, you have blessed you. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 12. It's just as some of you, I know you're not going to open this book again this Sunday. That's just my problem. Some people are going, some people, some people are, if you know the amount of notebook we saw in our former church, it's a bag of people's written notes abandoned before the Lord. <laughs> and they didn't find it. They didn't, they didn't find it. They didn't need it. So write it down. I promise you I'm going to read it. 2 Corinthians 8, verse 12. 2 Corinthians 8, verse 12. Give in love. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 3. The Bible says, if I, have, if I give all my body to be born, I give all my goods to the poor, and I have not love. He said, my giving is in vain. Your giving must be in love. Your giving must be willingly. Your giving must be cheerfully. Give faithfully. 
not with eye service. Ephesians 6, verse 6. Ephesians 6, verse 6. Give not out of eye service. Some people give out and say, Pastor's coming. Oh, Pastor's coming. Yeah, Pastor, we know we really want to give. Uh, we have been looking at what the church is going through right now. You know, you have your reward already. Give from the heart. Give from the heart. Give sacrificially. Psalm 126, verse 5 to 6. Give it to me, Dumo. Psalm 126, verse 5 to 6. Psalm 126, verse 5 to 6. What does it say? Psalm 126, 5 to 6. Psalm 126, verse 5 to verse 6. What does it say? They that sow in tears, Those that sow in tears shall, reap in joy. shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, he that goeth forth and weepeth bearing precious seed, bearing precious seed with shall them, doubtless come again, shall doubtless come again with, rejoicing, with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. So you saw that testimony that guy gave his seed. It's a sacrificial gift must be led. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Sacrificial seed must be one that the Holy Ghost led you to give. Human beings cannot lead you to give sacrificially. Please write it down. It must be God that speaks to you. I can't come and say, Brother James. No, let me say, Brother, this is your car. The Lord says you should give to me. Now, it's only God that has the prerogative and has the right to do that. There was one church I went to. I wanted to slap the guy. The guy wrote a check. He wrote a check. I will never, he's in law school. That law school pastor, God forgive him. He, he wrote a check like this. The pastor went to meet him because I was playing keyboard. He said, I'm, I just hear God. Now God said everything you want to give. Go and double it. Go and double it. I want to say, bro, sorry. Excuse me. Excuse me. Did God tell you that? Did God tell you that? Sacrificial giving must be as what? As led. Human beings cannot lead you to give sacrificially. I can ask for an offering. But if God says, go give your car, it must, it must be short. Like that guy said, God told him. Go do this. Are you following my point? It must be of God. If any man comes and says, don't answer the person. Don't answer the person. Only God can ask you to give. Sacrificially. Alright? Last one. Give tirelessly. Don't stop giving. It takes giving to get there. It takes continuous giving to remain there. And it takes growing in your giving. So keep growing your financial fortune. Did you get blessed this morning? Did you learn anything? So that's it. Next time I'm teaching on this, I'll be talking about working. I, was, I had a lot of scriptures on working. It was supposed to be the second thing. I was supposed to re, re, do everything in one service. But man, uh, man proposes. <laughs> God disposes. All right. Boy, were you blessed this morning? Are you sure you were blessed? All right, so right, so yeah. Thank you for listening to this message. Meditate on these words and watch how it will transform your life. For inquiries, please call 0909-672-9827 or 0807-548-5997. You can reach us on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram at SLChurchNG. You can reach us on our Facebook. That's Supernatural Life Church.